Welcome to podcast 119 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, we're joined by two special guests from the Grass and Gear podcast, Tony and Dan, or as they are more commonly known, FM Grasshopper and Dan Gear of Bolivia fame. We'll save our save updates for next week, and I've heard that despite Curtis's absence, there might be a quiz. Or maybe not, it depends how much time we've got. But without further ado, let's say hello. Um, I mean, we'll start with our guests, I think. Dan, hello and welcome. How are you? How are you? I was, I'm great. I'm going to say waving doesn't really come across particularly well on the podcast, so I'm glad that you did sort of go with the, the oral greeting as well. Yeah, yeah, That's fantastic. <laughs> it was, it was good. <laughs> and, and Tony, hello, sir. Hi, gents. Thank you for having me on today. I've been in a zoo all day, so it's nice. You've been in a zoo? Yep, it's about that... eight hours. Uh, I, fed, I fed an elephant today. And Did we meet up? Does Dan know? Honestly, if you've if you've not fed an elephant, I know this is not the point of the podcast, but um, it's worth doing because it's like it's like a, a, it's a casual it's elephant like a feeding, hoover and you end up with a wet hand. To be fair, that's pretty much. I'm quite every, sure. I'm I do say that sounds Sunday like every night out in Chelmsford, doesn't it? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's why it felt so good. Brings back to my twenties. <laughs> no, I'm good, thank, uh, you. thank you for excellent. having me here. Excellent stuff. Dupe, welcome. Hello, mate. I've been stuck in a zoo for eight hours. Some weird guy was trying to feed me. <laughs> You've been trying to feed a grasshopper. Is that also warm and moist? No. <laughs> uh, hello, anyway. Excellent. Hello. And Joseph rounding us off. Hello, Matthew. Hello. Uh, we've got a lot to get through this week because, uh, well, it's, it's a stacked deck in terms of our running order, so we might as well just get into it. Um, we should probably introduce our guests properly now, now that you've heard their voices. Um, we want to know how long you've been a part of the FM community and an interesting fact about yourself. Uh, Tony, you can start for us, please, buddy. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, so, yes, I'm Tony. I'm also known as FM Grasshopper. Um, I've been blogging. I kicked off around 2000, FM16, so just tail end of 2015. Um, and I got the name Grasshopper because I managed Grasshopper Club Zurich. Um, so I just kind of thought I'd stick with a one one save, and I just I, I didn't expect to be blogging any more than one year. Um, so yeah, that's why the Grasshopper name has remained. I don't think I'll change it now. It's kind of stuck. Um, yeah. It's, what was the other thing? An interesting fact or story about myself? Yeah, I did something I really struggled to do. Um, you feed elephants because I'm not very interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have enough fed an elephant. Um, but I did dig out my year two school report um, from school. Um, just because there's a little quote about me that my teacher made. Um, it just says, Tony, a happy boy who tries hard and wants to succeed. So I thought that is my interesting fact, just because I couldn't find anything else interesting. <laughs> so, uh, I, don't know, I should do the same for about my year two report, but I can't, t- I can't get the report off my adopted family. That's the problem. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, did Morgan make that report after you first slept with her? Well, well I, uh, Dad, we don't, don't have to with go the tone. Not on this pod, mate. <laughs> We're only like two minutes in. God. Yeah, it's the content yeah, it's I subscribe for. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. So why is Dave known as FM Wolves? Or not known as FM Wolves? Every uh, year, Wolves say. Yeah. True, yeah. yeah. Obviously, I, I could change my name every year, but I just think it would lose any meaning. I think the grass yeah. of the brand has kind of what, stuck. Just do, say do your brand cohesion would go down the toilet quite Matt rapidly. changes yeah. his name every week. Hey, it's not changed for at least two years, son. You went stri- oh, you did stream, right? Yeah. Dave, yeah. Dave's waiting for December the 11th when Twitter released all the names so he can have FM Yam Yam. 
I'm, I'm waiting for dupe. I'm going to take it off the guy. Actually, talking about that, I could go back to the original name. Don't fucking do it. Oof. No, I'm not going to. It's fine. Uh, Dan, same question to you if you can remember what, what we asked. He's <laughs> from Bristol. He's not dumb. No, it wasn't that. It was more that we've rambled a load of nonsense since I first asked the question. It was nothing to do with his heritage or where he comes from, dupe. I'm just going to spark up, actually, if you don't mind. Sorry, just because I can ignore Dan at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are you drinking? Uh, I tried to go for. I tried to find tiger beer to, to tie nicely with the zoo visit today, but I can uh, only find cobra. So no, I don't think I saw a cobra. Uh, to be fair, there's a lot of that's, that's a lot for of later the after the elephant. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tangents. <laughs> um, I've been part of the community a long time. I tried to work it out. I think it's about 2005, 2006 on the original SI forums. Um, I was chat. Been chat, remember chatting to um, Acid Burn back then, um, and Cleon, obviously. So it's been a long time. And then, obviously, I, I didn't think I've been on Twitter that long, but I'm blogging in that for the last few years. Thank God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, who's, um, who's Cleon? No, I've, I've just always been a part of it. I've always played um, since uh, Championship Manager. So it's um, just obviously an actual progression back and forth for the main thing back in the day. But um, interesting fact... Um, I asked my missus what I should tell for this, and she told me um, I should tell the story of when we were driving along and an old man on a scooter had gone over. So we went over and... Um, <laughs> and you finished the job. <laughs> Sorry. She, uh, <laughs> what, was he working himself she, off? <laughs> she put him in his dog in a car and took him home, and I rode his scooter home. <laughs> and on the, on the way, it, was about, it went fired. About he died, mile. and you've on still got a scooter. I've seen a load of people over to school with. And just like going past on the scooter, just waving at him as I pass by on a little fucking scooter. So I thought that was interesting. It was. It's, it's better than a school report. Let's put it that way. Yeah. What I do feel that. I do yeah, feel my, that, that story only really works. <laughs> that that story only really works with the Bristolian accent. I think it wouldn't be it wouldn't be quite as funny if I said it. I don't think. That's because you said it. To be fair, though, no, I didn't understand true. a word he said. So he could have said anything. <laughs> I mean, the abuse from Dupe here. He's had he's had two pops at Dan. It's the popcorn in the him. fucking kettle black, isn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> <Are> we... <laughs> you can't even answer back to that. No, I can, but I chose not to, Daniel. That's what I chose to do. I'm just going to spark up if that's all right. See, sparking up, uh, I always thought it was to do with... Uh, Having a cigarette as opposed to a drink, or was it just repurposed for? I'm just copying said the sparking up. Yeah, I, to be fair, it's, a, it's an unusual choice of verb, isn't it? Um, I can't. Maybe me and my brothers say spark. My one of my brothers says spark. I think. I think so. I think I've taken it off him. So he's a true inspiration for that. Dan's true inspiration. It. <laughs> it kind of works, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I like it. It's a noise. Obviously, I know we're going to talk to Pod in a minute, but. Um, Try to always put kind of like elements of sound into the pod, obviously, whether it be like the movie quotes at the start um, or some kind of bit of noise. And that could be a spark of a beer. And I just thought that was quite nice. And it's nice to have a beer with Dan every, every now and again and just unwind yeah. and chat for the manager. I do think it, it uh, loosens the senses and sometimes it makes for an editing nightmare. Yeah, well, sometimes I come, I come into the pod and Dan's already on beer four. Or already poured beer for all over his microphone. Yeah, that, that has really, <laughs> that has really happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit angry then, actually. 
Well, this is this. This is a nice little segue because the next section we're going to be talking about the Grass and Gear podcast. So we're talking about Sparking Up, which is the way that the chaps usually introduce their podcast and introduce the beer that they're drinking that particular week. Um, But we want to know how the podcast actually came to be. How did it all start? Well, um, we're both on Slack, um, which um, Sam created. And it was was a bit of a running joke for a while that we should do Grass and Gear. um, Yeah. me and Tony just started chatting in each other's DMs, and um, it, be, it just sort of said, "Oh, should we do, should we do one as a bit of a piss take?" And then it um, it just rolled from there. It obviously went down quite well, and um, we just kept going. I think Tony enjoys it, so he keeps asking me to turn up every couple of weeks. So basically, what you're getting out there is you listen to our pod, and you went, "If those fuckers can do it, it must be easy." Especially if they got that West Country bastard on there. <laughs> <laughs> Curry's not here this week. <laughs> uh, I think that's, we that's we, we we started to put in we down when the, the Deep Land podcast. Where there was a there was a kind of like a, a resurgence of lots of, of lots yeah. of podcasts, uh, and I think Dan as a joke or I as a joke. Should we do it as a laugh? Didn't we? And just it just kind of sprung from there. Well, after uh, Chris Darwin ruined Deep Land podcasts. With that yeah. um, James guy, so it felt like there was definitely a gap in the market. Yeah, because that <laughs> was a bit talk. of a joke podcast anyway. So we thought we'd just replace that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we don't we don't really speak fondly of Chris Darwin. I don't think in too many circles. He he won. I uh, won. I did a podcast on YouTube, or it was probably a video, but um, him and a couple of others decided they were going to ditch me at the very last minute. Um, which was very kind of him to do that. So I've not exactly. And then when he did the thing with the deep line pod, <clears throat> uh, he went very much down in my estimations. Well, we was all fans of the deep line pod, I think, weren't we? So yep, yep. That's I where think, I, say, I think I, there was a, a gap in not not the market, but there was certainly a gap to have more football manager podcasts because they definitely that was the one that was it 135 episodes or something they've done. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good. And they've done it in every single location as well. Airports, yeah. coffee shops. <laughs> I mean, I can still hear what Margaret was ordering. So, miss that. You okay, I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> I just wanted, I was going to butt in, but you were on your little monologue. But you mentioned about the fact they ditched you. Was that another van joke about Curry? <laughs> Sutton, no, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, we've had enough of the ditch jokes, haven't we? No. No. He's okay. gonna got hitched. Ha <laughs> ha! See what I did there. Um, so yeah. So Curtis not here because he's gonna go married the same girl twice. I mean, if I had the choice of marrying somebody again, it would definitely be Curtis' missus. So yeah. <laughs> this has gone very odd all of a sudden. I just it was, everyone was quiet. I just had to fill it with noise. Of course. You're a, a glutton for content. Mate, I'm tired. We're meant to be another question. I'm gonna ask another question. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the trailer up as well. You can ask a question. Oh, I'll ask. Uh, anyway, go on then, Deep. You go. Um, where, where are we? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right, uh, okay. You've had a number Ch- of different guests <laughs> and quizzes across your forty-one episodes. I counted them this afternoon. Uh, which one's been your favourite? I mean, you don't have to say me. It's fine. Shall I go first, Dan? I don't know. Well, yeah. The, the awkward thing is, Duke's been on our pod, so no, I think what we should it- do is, is Dan go first, and then you tell us what he actually said. <laughs> okay okay that works go down that works that works um favorite person um i did enjoy um having not dupe um fm fresher on when we did the honey badger one 
but that I thought that went down well when we had to describe which animal we would be. And um, it's always good to have James on because he's quite knowledgeable. Kurt, coming on for when I um, won the uh, millionaire thing for literally 10 seconds and then Tony hung up on him. <laughs> that, that was a good episode, to be fair. Um, as for quizzes, um, well, um, new general, new, new jankers. Tony was so worried all week that I was actually going to post pictures of cocks on them. <laughs> I was really worried um, because there was that game on Twitter and... Uh, I was very close to un- unfollowing Dan, which is a bit awkward. On you can't unfollow your co-host, surely. But, uh, yeah, it's a, ba- a bad time. I was a bit worried that when he takes control of any pod, uh, there's a leap of faith by me, really. Uh, it, it worked out well because I think the Vietnamese dong one was one of my favourites, but so was cock or no cock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Dan, so if I just go through some of my favourite ones, well, to be fair, I've, I really enjoy just any of them, really. Uh, just chatting to Dan's always a pleasure. But um, I really liked the one I thought I wasn't going to like was Cards Against Football Manager. Um, if you remember back to that one, that was with Loki Doki and Proudy, and it was quite risque in some of the subjects we were talking about. Uh, I'd fun put it together, but obviously worried that it was going to really spiral out of control. Um, awkward moments, but it was good and well received. Um, we've done some game shows as well that I quite like, like um, Would I Lie To You was quite good, uh, Pointless, we've, we've like tailored a podcast around that as well. Um, but then also sometimes just when Dan and I get together, obviously the tactical anals was a, an interesting one, um, <laughs> when we unleashed the knowledge of Geary to the world. It was good though. Um, yeah, yeah, so there's a variety there. I can't. I don't think I can really single out a favourite one. I know one of the popular ones we did was the ones where Dan and I didn't even turn up, which was our missus did the podcast. So Morgan, <laughs> my wife, and Stacey, Dan's wife, kind of did a save update. Which we 100% didn't so that steal. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I enjoyed the Guess Who one. That was that was particularly fun. So now we've heard what your sort of favourite episodes were, um, what aspirations do you have, if any, for the podcast in the future? Or where do you see it going? <laughs> I mean, that's what literally what aspirations are. So, just yeah, in case, I, I, I think I don't know if I'll speak for Dan, but obviously we've worked kind of always on a one or two pod level, so we never think it that far ahead. Obviously, I've, I've got a list of of games and ideas, and we're trying to kind of tailor pods in the future with guests and stuff. But it's never really sure that there's any long term. <laughs> ambition for this podcast I don't know how you feel Dan but uh, the fact we've got the 41 is pretty I don't say impressive for us really <laughs> <laughs> no, I just say um, we just as long as we keep enjoying it we just carry on doing it um, I don't think we've got any aspirations to be the number one podcast in the world or anything like that it's basically just two two blokes turning up having a drink and having a bit of a laugh and we got a good idea really or an idea that we think is good yeah I think for me the the Jurassic Gear podcast has replaced the need to go down the pub and talk to your mates about football manager, I guess, because as you grow older, you kind of lose contact with people um, and you just need to replace that conversation somewhere else. So I've kind of channeled it to the Grass Gear podcast. It's nice to have a, a chin with Dan and a beer. And you say about <clears throat> kind of getting to 41 episodes and, and you sounded surprised there, but do you find that you've got to 41 so fast? Because we've where we've kind of done 100 and whatever it is, and we've done this every week, we got to a point where I'd probably say halfway through, it started to get a bit stale. And 
we kind of had a big conversation about are we going to continue it are we going to do this and then we kind of i don't i think we just got a bit more organized and it just now feels like part of our week rather than a chore where we struggle to get people in at thursday at nine o'clock eight o'clock tonight um <laughs> but yeah it's just do you feel like there isn't a pressure to do it where you where you do it kind of as and when you want to do it rather than kind of where we where we would do it every week on a Thursday. It's quite militant with how we have to prepare and be ready for a Thursday. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's one thing we always decided from the start that we weren't going to put pressure on ourselves to get anything out. Especially, you know, I work shifts anyway, so it's not I'm not guaranteed to get be around for. Sometimes I couldn't be around for two weeks, and I'm around for the next three. So. Um, there is never. We've always said that from the start. We just let it flow. When it happens, it happens. We don't. We are with our lives being the way they are. We can't commit to a weekly one, and we both said that anyway. And I do feel like sometimes. I mean, we've had five week breaks, but sometimes it's Tony working for two weeks trying to get what he, what he's happy with before we start. So, but is um, I feel like obviously I don't know what the listeners think, but but from my point of view, I always feel like having that break gives us more time to get a better episode out. I mean, obviously, you, yours is weekly, and that's the way that it's, it's structured, but yours works well weekly, because you always seem to... But you've got a lot, five of you, you, you can always get one guest in, and that's your like, identity, and you can always got um, enough material for, for five of you, whereas with us, the two, I think if we tried to do what we did every week, it'd be crap, because we can turn it around that quick anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think as well. Some, like you said, Dan, some of the some of the podcasts take just a bit longer. Like, I can't turn some podcasts around for a week. You know, sometimes it takes a long, long amount of time to really, really think of it and 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 fine tune it enough that it, it it will the game will work. So um, sometimes I'm really fortunate for Dan's shift pattern that gives me that <laughs> three weeks to, <laughs> to to tune it a bit more. <laughs> oh, I was just about to say that it. it it works like your your way of doing it works and i kind of i don't think there's been a, a time when it's released when you think actually oh, i'm fed up of listening to this because it is that kind of we just you're just waiting for it and as soon as it drops it's like right got some another fm podcast to listen to so i really enjoy it and i don't think it makes any difference to me whether it would be weekly two weekly monthly it's just mm-hmm. like it, it's nice to get it and one of the reasons why i wanted to get you guys on was because and we go on to this later about collaborations that actually kind of we're doing the same thing and it's we don't really talk about it as much and we're all doing the same thing with us you know like we're just a load of fm geeks that love talking about football manager it doesn't really matter who listens it's just getting together and having a chat about the game that we all love yeah i was just gonna say as well um actually what was i gonna say i was gonna say something really poignant then it's gone but um yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> See, see what I got work with. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it's, it's what it is. Right no, down, no, I, I agree with Joe there. I mean, like, it's good. I mean, there's there's lots of different podcasts out there. There was a bit of a jump about six months ago where they all of a sudden went from about three pop, like what I would call the popular ones, to about nine, and then they a couple of them had died off in that. Um, but I would say that there's enough content out there that it actually makes it enjoyable to listen to. Um, each different podcast has got a little bit different. Um, I, w- I would probably say that both ours and um, One More Game are probably the main three that people listen to. Um, there are obviously a couple of smaller ones around. Um, but all three are different. I mean, 
Um, you also you get your save up dates, you get your quiz, and you get your bit of like team meeting, which is quite good to hear different people's opinions, especially when you um in your team meeting when you get guests on. Mine and Tony are just pissing about. <laughs> and, um, Mike and Sam are, that they got their little take on it on the way that they focus a different thing every time. I think um it's good to have that priority across their um community, and there's there's something different for everyone. Yeah, sorry, my brainwave came back to me. Um, it was actually just when you ever reread um, podcast in like 101s and how to do a podcast, it always says have a regular schedule and, you know, tell your listeners you're going to do weeklies and stick to it. And I said, I think we shared that, didn't we, Dan? And I just said, oh, we, we can't do that. So fuck it. Um, let's just do a regular podcast and see if it works. <laughs> so we took the 101 and just kind of threw it in the bin straight away. We're not doing that. <laughs> Thing is, if if people know that it's irregular, it doesn't really matter. No, yeah. I I don't think. I um, the the question I was going to ask is: Are you not afraid of fame as such, but are you afraid of it becoming a success, or, or were you afraid of it becoming a success? So you almost feel like you're pushed into having to continue to do it, even like you do it for enjoyment, and that's one thing. But if you get to that point where it starts becoming less fun, would you be afraid to sort of have to bin it off? That's a very good question. That's something I've not even thought about. What, what is success? Um, so I just think you, even I think there's a correlation there. I think there's if if it's if it's successful, it probably more than means you're quite enjoying it. Um, so I wouldn't see it as an issue because um, I think if we weren't enjoying it, I think that would translate onto the podcast and it wouldn't therefore be a success in my opinion. Um, but I don't think we're gonna have to worry about that. From I don't think we're ever gonna be a super <laughs> podcast. Uh, with lots of fame um i can't imagine people knocking on my door saying you have a grasshopper it's not gonna happen um it's more likely to be the lib dems or the labor at the moment knocking anyway uh, so, uh, well you know george osborne he's he's verified on twitter <laughs> yeah, yeah. um so i don't know you dan I don't know how you feel but I, I i i don't think there's a fear from me about becoming too too successful with this podcast no i can't imagine there's a big market for people that what you would qualify as successful in a podcast, especially football manager anyway. Yeah, um, but for for what we do, obviously we're quite niche in what people would want to listen to. Like, I mean, like Tony said earlier about being down the pub, that uh, it, only a certain amount of people would want to probably listen to two guys drinking and talking football manager. You know, it's, I, I would say that we probably cornered our bit of market where our numbers are quite steady. I don't really see a sudden burst of it. If it did happen, then we we would probably enjoy enjoy that little bit. But you know, I'd, it's never been an aim of ours. We've literally just done it for the enjoyment of playing games and talking FM with each other, and um, having a guest on. I think once we started branching into a few guests and getting different pin, opinions on and stuff like that, and like we've had um, Curti and Dupon, like having having different opinions to join the game. That I, the feedback we've had by the guests is they've always enjoyed playing the games. They want. Even when we had um, Mark Duffy on from SI, he was very keen to play a game. You know, the, the, the last sort of our, our bit of the market with it, trying to play FM games about it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy it. And whatever comes, comes. If it ever got to a point where we stay or we wouldn't enjoy it, I'd have no issues spinning it off. I would like, I've got no real um, com- commitment that I feel like I have to, I have to do it if one to keep it going. I do it out of enjoyment. And that's, that's the way I mean, think it will tend to keep going lovely stuff I, I i do think it's always important to have fun first before anything else and generally if you i think you've you've said it both very well and summed up very well 
Um, we've now got sort of separate sections to sort of cover both of your varied content outside of the podcast. So we're going to sort of ping and pong backwards and forwards so we're not just listening to one person talk for half an hour and then move to the next because we appreciate your time and you spending it with us. Um, so we're going to start with Dan this time because we started with Tony to open. Um, so listeners of Grass and Gear will hear you introduced as you were in this podcast as Dan Gear of Bolivia fame, fame even. I've said it said fame earlier and now I've said it fame. doesn't really matter. Uh, can you explain why, Dan? Um, on FM 16. Um, was it 16? 19? Yeah, I'm 17. I'm 17. I think <laughs> 17. Um, I did a save in Bolivia, which was a country club save. And um, when I was in charge of the national team, it took me seven years, seasons, without getting slapped, by the way, um, to win a game, competitive game. So <laughs> it became a bit of a thing that I uh, got another loss, another loss in it. It just rolled up. And then when I actually won, there was... There was a lot of excitement in there, my little bit of the community. Yeah. <laughs> I'd actually managed to win a game. Um, I actually won one game, and people said it was um, didn't count because it was against Costa Rica B in like the Copa America. They were invited to it, so I had to then win another game against. Um, I think it was Uruguay in the end, and it was like a um, early one goal and um, held out for a one 0 win, and um, that's why the Bolivia thing comes. I was very successful with club level mind. I won back to back league titles for about um seven seasons but i just couldn't just couldn't crack it in um international but um they are rated really low bolivia and you've got to think they're playing the teams i'm playing every time is brazil argentina chile uruguay it's not it's not an easy group for games to play sounds like you're putting your excuses in already like you went seven years without a win um, and I, I think i'm you know, i'm dan's mate i like to remind view, listeners of that fact every single podcast so you you seem quite keen to throw him under the bus here Tone. Exactly, yeah, 100%, 100%. so uh, we've we've covered sort of dan's very brief background but can you tell us about yours tony and uh, how the fm love for you started uh, yeah, it's, it's a championship manager day, so Kasha went back to the, the 90s. Um, I can't remember what season it was, but I remember playing football once in the park with my friends. This is a second, uh, this is a primary school, I think. Yeah, primary school. Um, and I remember one time we were playing, no one had turned up, or a few, few kids were missing. And it was like, well, where, where is everyone? And it turned out that my friend Jay actually had his brother had bought championship manager in 97, 98. Um, so we binned off football for the next few weeks just to go around his house and play Championship Manager 97, 98 and just imagine one computer screen with a mouse and just crowds of kids on top of each other on like one chair. It was incredible. But we all had a good laugh. Um, signing what I call Robert Pyers from Mets. Was he, or was he, we learned his name was Perez uh, a few years later. Uh, and ever since then, I've been addicted. Just every year I've bought the game. Um, and I've never wrote about it, obviously, since, since FM 16. Um, I always had that outlet with my mates just to chat for a manager. Um, but it's since that I needed to replace it, so then I started blogging. But no, it's been, it's been part of my life. Obviously, I've known uh, those games longer than my wife and children, so I love them more. It's clear. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, one question I was going to ask, actually, is uh, it's not on the list, but uh, never mind. Uh, how... How do you approach the relationship with your wives and sort of settling the FM-ness? Like you brought it up there, Tony, about like uh, where 
obviously it's a priority, but where does it come in the pecking order and how happy are they about coming lower than that stupid game? Yeah, so I, I wouldn't personally say that I put FM before my wife and kids. Um, I would soon know about it. Morgan is a bit of a dragon. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but she does obviously respect that I do play the game. Um, and, you know, she, I think she's pleased that I've got a hobby, really. Like, um, I think having young children means you can't really go out much and do a lot of things all the time. So it's a good pastime. Um, and it's pretty, I think she realises it's pretty cool. Obviously, that I, I've wrote about it and, you know, I've got kind of like a niche following to my blog and um, I've been lucky enough to go to SI a few times. So she can't really... We all have our pastimes. Like, she's got a Kindle, which is the best thing I've ever bought. Uh, that, that actually produces FM time for me. Um, and we've all got hobbies, so... Yeah, I, th- I think I've got an easy life with her, to be honest. But at the same time, I do also put them put them ahead of FM because it is just a computer game. I say with mine, she hates FM, she hates football, she hates everything else I do. But I she hates you. Away doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, um, I, I still get away with it. Um, a lot of mine, especially now the kids are going to school, I, I, I work shifts, I get days off. So I drop the kids off to school. I can bang in five hours before I got to pick them up again. So, no, I don't. Laughing straight away. I'll drop the kids off. <laughs> but it's, um, no, definitely, um, it's, it's always been a thing. Sure, like, <laughs> it's always been a thing um, since we met, and she she doesn't like it, but she accepts it's happening. Accepts it. It's, like it's a weird thing, though, isn't it? Because. It has been a part of your life longer than you will have been married or had kids and things yeah. like that. So it's a strange, it's it's really strange because I don't think there's any other computer game that's like that. Yeah. Because I, you know, like Tony said, it's exactly the same thing for me when I started playing it. It was I was around my mate's house and him and his brother had Championship Manager, and that's how it all began from there. So I think a lot of old school players, that's how we all started. It was probably like a brother or a friend, and we've kind of just grown up having that game. And then when you do get you know get married or whatever it is you're gonna do, football manager's still there. And I wouldn't say I, I'm the same. I wouldn't say I prioritise it, but it's certainly you know the missus knows exactly where I am. I'm playing football manager, and it's kind of one of those things that she just accepts it, and it's just part of who you are, isn't it? Yeah, I I don't think I prioritise it at all. I just think she already knows that she she's coming. I, I and football manager's never <laughs> in my life. Um, I think like the, the breaking point for my wife was when we moved house so I could have a man cave, uh, and I upsticked her from her fa- work close to her family to move her thirty miles up the road just so I could have a man cave to play football manager and properly. Um, I think that's. I think like especially with Joe will say the same because like as you can see, I mean for the for the listeners it's great, but I've got like, the shirts on the back of the wall like for especially for the Eddie and Ketcher one in the forest green. It's never even stepped foot in in Stroud, let alone played for Forest Green. But I've got his, his shirt up. Football manager's more than, a, more than a game, Tony, and I'm disappointed that you said that. Well, if, if you look behind me, I've got Paddington Bear. I'm in my living room. <laughs> kids, kids' toys everywhere. Yeah, Paddington be, Bear's a full kit wanker, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, I, I don't know about yours, but a lot of them will look at it probably and think, well, at least they're not in the pub. Well, no, my missus looks at it the fact is at least she hasn't got to talk to me. And like she hasn't got to spend time with me. She she enjoys her her own time. She gets to watch. Now she's had the second baby. She watches all these crappy Hollyoaks and EastEnders <laughs> crap. So and I'm just playing football manager. That's it. You know, living the dream. Living the dream, mate. It is well nerdy having shirts on the wall, though, isn't it? Do you know what though? 
It's a little bit cool, though, isn't it? It's not. It really isn't. Fuck. <laughs> Let me take it down. They look cool. It's my. But it's, this is like it, my own little space. It's the only little bit yeah. of space I have in the house. Exactly. And I'm like, that. I don't my care. wife has I've, the kitchen. I've got a whiteboard yeah. up there. I've got. It's just nerdy, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a good nerdy, though, isn't it? There's it's a lot of. It's for me. It's for me. Have. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, mean, I think. If my wife walks in here and there's like football shirts on the wall, I've got like a weird little lights everywhere that's, you know, that's that's acceptable. She walks in and there's like hookers and cocaine. No, then she's got a problem. I understand, you know. You know, only on the weekends does that happen. Yikes. <laughs> Party around my house. Party. It sounds like you're already having one. <laughs> Week after next, mate, I'll be there. <laughs> yes, we're actually having a meet-up as well. I haven't spoke to you about this nerd shit. I shouldn't have mentioned it. Oh, I wasn't invited. It's a private chat. I'll leave. It's fine. To be fair, when we spoke about it last night, I did say, make sure you invite nerd. And what did I say, Joe? Not a fucking fucking chance. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone hates me anyway. It's fine. I understand my position. I've just accepted it. I'm like Jeremy Corbyn. I know all the answers, but nobody likes me. You've got a book Uh, that doesn't actually contain what you say it does. (laughs) <laughs> something like that um <laughs> right uh tony can you tell the listeners about fmgrasshopper.com no sorry it's whoa, 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 whoa. i mean he's he's actually written out phonetically as joseph so he's, this he's blew put my the FM. mind this blew my mind C- yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's my fault because i do say dot com no that, that's the whole point he's supposed to do it and i i oh, okay because this is my day job, I end up having to correct people's mistakes quite frequently, and so brain, my work brain has taken over there. So if you see that as a mistake, but uh, it's fine. It's, it's, it's I mean, it is a mistake. Yeah. But, um, anyway, can we can we talk about the stories and the characters that make them? About yeah. Your- okay. Yeah. I suppose I've always had a character in mind when I've been playing, even before I started blogging. You know, you just kind of have a have a persona. I don't know. Maybe some people do this, or I'm just completely strange. But um, yeah, I've always had that play style. Um, so when I did start in FM16, I was a, a Swiss guy called Louis uh, Schwarzendruber. Um, he's kind of like not very memorable now because on the blog, it basically a year later, someone called Angel Bastardo came on um, for FM17. Um, and, you know, that that was a story about obviously starting off with Estudiantes in Argentina. Um, I then had a baby that kind of ruined FM for a little bit. So I went on a little pause. <laughs> uh, ruined FM. I love yeah. that. <laughs> so I, I came back to that save and that, and that persona again and then kind of had a really good ending with Inter Milan in uh, Italy. Uh, and then uh, I thought, okay, this, this character is getting a little bit too big for his boots. I need to shelve him away a little bit. So I killed him off. And then uh, uh, I had a Frenchman called Achille Gosse. Uh, with uh, he managed Lorient, and um, it was a good year last year, you know. But this year, I've brought Angel Bastardo back in FM20. Um, you know, so yeah, I just kind of like my story. I don't really host any people on my blog. I I, I kind of have guest writers with me. Um, it's really just my save updates, as it were, um, and it's just a collection of really save set out in in the fm editions so if you go on my site you'll see an fm 16 page an fm 17 page and you can go in there and read what happened start to finish with with that character um so yeah so that, that's that's the website in a nutshell did you bring um bastardo back because you won fuck all the goss uh, the, <laughs> I, 
I like to think I won the hearts of some, or literally tens, tens of people, uh, maybe, uh, with, with Goss. Uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a safe about winning. It was a safe about getting Lorient up into the first league in France, in France, and uh, you know have a recruit model, etc. And I'm pleased with what I'm pleased how it went, Dan. So cheers for the dig. Um, I've got a two point bit here. Um, kind of goes back to your Robert Perez uh, anecdote there, because I've always called him Achilles Goss for some reason, and it's the first time I've actually heard you call him something different. Um, but also. This is a question from Curti, who said, was Bastardo inspired by anyone or is he the man that you really want to be? Okay. I can even yeah. hear that in Curti's voice. <laughs> That's weird. It was like the words coming out of Joe's mouth, but it sounded like Curti was saying it. Yeah. Nice to have you on the on the pod, uh, Curti. Um, uh, yeah, Achilles, Achilles, Achilles got, English, Achille French. That's basically... Get this shit out of me! What? <laughs> smashed the desk. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Let's get this fucking shit out of me. I know, it's nice to see that Curtie has, has literally been on this pod with you two the same amount of time as he was on your Who Wants to Be a Millionaire pod. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I interrupted the question there of a Curtie smash. No, no, sorry. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, to be, to be fair, in my head, he, he, fl- he fluctuates between Achilles and Achille. Achille's French, Achilles is, is the, the English name for it. It sounds sexy um, as a shield, though. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, in my head, it does flash it as well, to be honest. Um, but in terms of what Curti asked, was, he was Bastard inspired by anyone? Um, we'll start with that per, that bit first before easy the man I want to be. Uh, I suppose in terms of in terms of storytelling, in my view, anyway, um, the characters in films and literature that stand out the most are those that are a bit tragic, like tragic tragic heroes. So you can you can think like let's say Eddard Stark in the um, Game of Thrones series, you know, there's he's a hero, but there's a tragic element to him because he has that sense of honor and duty, and it's ultimately what you know is his downfall. Spoilers. Uh, well, yeah, he's only in the first obviously series and the first book, but he's such an Spoiler important character. <laughs> <laughs> he's such an important character that it basically he's he's a reference point for the whole series um, because he's got that tragic element, and I think having that tragic element makes you a bit more, I say, personable, more, a bit more human. So. You know, there's there's elements of those kind of characters, a uh, bit, like, bit like kind of like the Godfather's Marco Corleone as well, where the element of family and his ruthlessness and cold-heartedness to get and protect his family is ultimately, again, his undoing. There's elements to that tragic hero that is kind of in Angel Bastardo. Um, I wouldn't say there's one person in that storytelling element that is, is that one person. He's kind of a mixture. And I just think that kind of character... Um, makes it more relatable and it's it, it's fun to write um, and it's believable as well. Um, in, in a footballing aspect, you could probably say that Bastardo is perhaps the classic stereotypically Latin American manager on the sideline. So he wears his heart on his sleeve. Uh, he'll go to battle with his troops. Um, and you you kind of see that, I suppose, in, in Europe, in Diego Simeone. And those two characters, Diego Simeone and Angel, um, do share common clubs like Estudiantes, uh, Inter Milan. Um, so that's kind of the two-part inspiration in Angel. Um, is he the man I want to be? Uh, <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, no, because he's flawed. Every, you know, he's a tragic hero. You don't, you don't probably want to be that kind of person. Um, obviously, he's a very handsome man in my mind. Um, 
But, you know, I suppose there could be worse people to be. But no, I don't want to be him. Did you do the artwork for the character? No, that's my friend Baza. Because it's real. I, I, I think, I think that along with the words is actually a really important part. Actually, having that visual representation better than just like a like your your manager avatar. Actually, having this sort of visual representation of like like when you read you read a novel and you sort of get this image of a character in your mind, and then they go and adapt it for TV, and it's like it doesn't look anything like he's it does in the book whereas i think having that from the start really does help and uh i think if i didn't have it, like w- without if there was a, like a description for him and you're saying about this tragic hero i think i would think that he looks a lot like his picture anyway and i think the character aligns with the visual representation of him as well which is a nice thing especially for a blog as well. It's kind of hard to get that like link with words and pictures other than just sort of screenshots from FM. And I think that's a really like hard task that you've done. With We're not talking about Ben's blog yet. No, not, not yet. Not yet. That comes later. Yeah. I, I think obviously with images and blogs of, of the character, you don't want to make it too, too blatant because you, re- you really want people to read it and how you use the imagination. But yeah, have that as a reference point. So that is what he is. Uh, I don't It's really the same image repurposed most, most of the time anyway. Um, it's also great for merch. Yes, Roll. it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Joseph, can you ask Dan a question, please? Because I feel like I'm talking a lot. <clears throat> Makes a change. <laughs> uh, you're the pioneer of early save reveals, Dan, albeit I have noticed you was beaten to the punch this uh, year for FM21. Um, there's a Romford FC save already on the cards. Uh, last year, you uh, your reveal saw you managing Kaiserslautern, where you went attributeless. Um, can you tell us if it was worth it and what benefits you found playing this way? Um, was it worth it? It definitely added a um, different look on the game. You know, um, I enjoyed it, but it was hard work. I I would say that playing FM20 now with attributes back on, I certainly enjoy that more. It is a lot easier to play it. Um, but it did make me appreciate the match engine a bit more um, with having to go and watch people... And the players play the game to scout, sort of scouting myself um, and try to understand obviously where I'm scouting and what role they were playing in that match engine. So obviously I couldn't tell if they left midfielder if he was being a winger, an inverted winger or um, defensive winger. So actually watching the player movement and trying to work out for myself, it made me understand how the match engine works a bit more. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I didn't, a few people have asked me, I didn't think I'd ever do it again because it literally took me 10 months to do seven seasons, which is quite slow for me. But because I was having to literally go and watch um, the people I just want to buy, I'd have to go through all the reports of the scout thing. It was a lot more time and um, effort. And what it probably made the game less enjoyable than it normally is. Of like I'm quite used to delegating. So with my scouts, I would trust my scouts, scouts' reports. But with that, I was trying to make an a educated decision by looking at the match engine and going off their form and off the stats and stuff. But it, it's, I would say it's almost a hard mode for the game. If for people that, like um, are interested in it, then it's definitely a harder game to play. But I don't think it's going to be the same game because it is a lot harder. Um, you actually have to really work on your tactic to start with so you know what players you want to bring in. You can't just, oh, look, he looks good at attacking midfielder, but you don't actually play with anyone in attacking midfield is a bit of a waste of time. So it's um 
I really needed to plan what I wanted. I needed to plan what I was going to need next summer so I could spend the season looking at players who would potentially bring him, which also made it go this year when, say, I've been looking for a left-back all season and someone comes in and buys my right-back. Well, I haven't really been focusing on that, so... So Duke's been toying with the idea of playing like a, a moneyball save. Mm. Do you think that doing a similar thing to you, like going attributeless, would make it more authentic? Or do you think that you're saying about like that you perhaps enjoyed it a little less than you normally would have? Do you think that it's almost like you've got to get that balance like right? So I guess there's two questions in there. Mm. Of well, case is is all. I wonder if there's a way to get it so you can have the best of both worlds. I'd say with moneyball, obviously it's based on the stats and um, what they're doing so <clears throat> I think it's probably better to play it um, attribute list because you're not seeing what they're good at you're actually taking into account the stats it's not, you're not being influenced by well, actually he's not crossing the ball that well that game but it's crossing the 17 so it doesn't matter I think it would actually if you're going to do a money ball it would actually be an effective way of doing it because it, it takes that knowledge of their attributes out of the game so you, if you're looking at a striker, you know his composure is high, you know his finishing is high. It sort of influences what you're watching. But if you're doing it without it, you're actually using the stats properly. You, you're watching the game. It probably be it's probably the best type of save to use it is because that's the way Duke wants to play. It would definitely benefit him to sort of take off, take off that sort of influence from the attributes that he could see, and then base it all on the stats and what he could see with his eyes, as the money ball should be. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> he looks fucking riveted. <laughs> to, to be fair, though, I, I kind of agree. And you've for the last few weeks, you've been taking a piss out of Herb saying that football manager is really easy. So why not make it harder? It's going to be bad enough that you're going to have to rely on maths, let alone not being able to see attributes. I'm actually really good at maths. Your wife's an accountant. She's good at maths. <laughs> I think that the, the, the other question I would ask is, does it make it less relatable to uh, to viewers or consumers of your content? Because everyone, you sort of say to a, any Tom, Dick and Harry who either plays it, plays football manager or watches someone else play it, oh, my striker's awesome, he's got X number of goals, he's also got you know 12 finishing, for example, if you're in the lower leagues. You remove that level of um, relatability. Do you think that's going to harm that? So it's a bit of that was a bit of an off the cuff question that just sort of no, popped think, into my mind as a like because it's it's a, a massive project to undertake and it'll be a long term thing and it's a lot of effort for, for things if people aren't going to be able to think yeah he's he's great but I think if if they saw say that um, if they saw that you doing the scouting and watching um, if they saw you like watching the player and seeing how you were. Think getting in the stats, how you're watching that player, what he's doing, that they'd be able to relate like that. But rather than like, because obviously I understand what Matt's saying, you you know, we see uh, um, the attributes, you know, like, oh God, he looks like a good player. People post their screenshots and like, look at this new gen that's just come through, which you would lose that element. But if they could see Dupe actually g- go into a game right this week, we're looking at Joe Bloggs, he's left midfielder for this team. That, oh, look, this is what he's doing, like, you know, give I, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm not looking for. I didn't like that. If they were actually watching, I don't know how if that would be entertaining for all of its market. I mean, certain people, probably most of us here, would like watching something like that. But I don't know if Duke's entire viewership would like to w- 
spend an hour watching him watch a player play three games. Oh, aren't we all here? Or I was going to say, me and Dan are here, so yeah, we like it. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I just killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's not talking, it's fine. We'll, we'll move on to... For, to a question for Tony uh, you've collaborated with a number of creators like you've you sort of obviously the, the, the whole Grass and Gear thing is a direct collaboration between two people who love FM but what is it about the actual collaboration that you enjoy okay yeah I think um, yeah I think I think bloggers are quite good at collaboration if I'm honest I, I think in terms of the visual side you do get some collaborations like this podcast we're on see some streamers get together which is good to see what I like from a blogger's perspective when I collaborate is you see a different approach towards FM because we all play differently. Um, we all have our little intricacies of how we play. Um, you know, I clear I clear my team every game and start again. It, it annoys people. Um, I take a long time with squad numbers, as we know. And, I, I'm, you know, whereas Dan plays different, he plays faster. Um, so when, we, when we've collaborated, when I've done posts and people have come on my blog posts and we share ideas. There's more on your blog posts? Sorry? They've done what on your blog posts? When, 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 like, obviously, I, I have people on come on and we do a shared blog. <laughs> You've missed it. Oh, sorry, the whole right. fucking Matt's thing. trying to be funny and it didn't work. Okay. It was <laughs> fucking funny. It's just Tony's useless. He's clean minded. <laughs> I'm glad you told me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I listen back, I might get it. Um, I've been different styles and ideas as well, writing styles. Everyone writes differently as well. So you can, you can do things differently there. Um, tactical ideas, we all play different tactically as well so i had samo i think two years ago and we we played a, like a versus mode which is really good i beat him so i have to quote that um but how he sets his up team how does that influence how i set my team up etc it was a proper game i like that um and also as well with 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 me anyway i don't know about you guys i i generally just play one save throughout the year so there's teams throughout fm let's say fm20 that i would like to play but i don't have the time and I think, you know, looking at their blogs or, you know, their YouTubes, it's another way to experience that save without me doing it. Um, and if I can get a little bit closer to that with a collaboration, it's kind of like me going beneath or behind the backstage curtain to that save. And I quite like that idea. You saying that has given me a, an interesting idea, actually. And I think it, I, commission. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think I think it would work quite well as, as a blog. Um, where you both start a save and save it at, at that inception point. So you're both playing in the same universe. You both pick two different teams and see where the forks go. Yeah, because I think because be I've done that myself when like you don't really want to leave a team, but you also want to see my, what might happen by jumping ship uh, if you've got another job offer. But I would it would be interesting to see what how that. A universe would shape whether the same teams would make the same signings and you can almost have it like this sort of upside down normal world sort of um, stranger things style vibe where you've got one side having one thing one having the other who signs who do, do is jose Mourinho a complete knob in both saves all of that sort of stuff um and also what happens the, the like the, traje the trajectory i can't say trajectory uh, of the two teams that you your opposition is managing what what happens to them in the other world like that tracking that and watching that envelop might be quite interesting from a all, really all nerdy that, stupid point of view all that made me think of is when when we was at si 
and Miles came in and went, oh, I've got my Watford save, but Man City have just offered me a job, so I've saved the game. I've taken the Man City game, <laughs> but I can still go back to the Watford save if I want to. As long as he's not Dave in reload, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's, it's a very good idea, actually. And I think if you, I think, I think the real crux, you'd have to get a blogger or a, or a YouTuber or streamer that would have the same kind of game speed, if that were. Because if, yeah. if someone just like did a... You know, I'm, I'm not criticizing Dan here, but he does play faster than me. He probably would like finish a season before me, and then that blog will be out. And by the time I get around to doing it, probably uh, people would have forgotten it. Um, so you probably need to get two content creators that are kind of like kind of running parallel. But it could definitely work, and it would be really good. Um, so if anyone does like a a season a month at best, then come and talk to me because that's that's my speed. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very interesting. I I say that. I wouldn't say I play faster than you. I think it's just more time than you. That's no, free time to oh, play it. True, yeah. yeah. You've got those glorious days now with the kids so <laughs> oh, in care hell, and misses at work. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not jealous, honest. <laughs> I've I've done 160 hours in on my first season, so I wouldn't say I play fast. It took me 160 hours to complete season one. Okay. That's quite a lot of hours, actually. That's... That is a lot of hours. I'm, I looked, um, just because it's my last blog post, and I was 50 hours, and that's kind of like a third of the season. So uh, probably the same. it probably is the same yeah. amount of time invested. But just, it just takes me longer. Yeah, you just get more hours to play, don't you, Dan? Yeah. So, Dan, you've chosen to take control of Bolton. We've alluded to it sort of earlier anyway, and everyone's <laughs> known about their struggles, we'll call them. Um, but what are you doing differently? Um... I should, should say that you've actually been quite successful. <laughs> that, 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 that point kind of like, it, it alludes to it, but it doesn't explicitly state it. But you've done, considering what's gone on. Um, well, yeah, um, season one, I finished one point off the playoffs, despite a uh, 12-point deduction. So, um, I, to be fair, I, I'm, I'm watching two YouTubers play their Bolton save. Um, one of them stayed up on the last day by a point, And... Um, I'm just watching the way they do it. Their tactics are different, but their their also approach on the team is different. They're bring one of the things I point out in my blog post. They're bringing in a lot of loan sign-ins from Premier League clubs and stuff like that. I'm focusing more on the youth development. Um, I'm trying to also focus on the financial side of it. Obviously, they're 41 million in debt on the game, and um, from all the testing so bad, you can't get rid of that debt by a takeover or anything. So the repayment is um, 500,000 pound a month. Which for a League One club is a it's lot of money. Fucking massive, is, <laughs> and um, it, it's working out about six million a year deficit. As, so I've got to try and find six million a year. I I want to pay off the debt organically by um, developing players to sell on. But I also um, in my blog post, I, I've managed to sign, sell a player sorry to Newcastle for six million. But they um, I tried to structure the deal. So that it's over a couple of years to reduce the monthly um, payments out. So instead of getting six million up front, it's just sitting in my balance. I've took, I think it was two point four up front, and the rest over the next four, three or four years. So what my idea was: every six months, I get a lump sum, which effectively brings the next six months' payments down by a hundred thousand a month. So instead of finding half a million a month, I got to find four hundred thousand. Um, I I reduced the wage bill massively. Already, I mean, uh, I think it's considering I played one season, I think I've managed to drop it at 18,000 a week. So, um, what I've done, I've let go of the big earners, bought through the youth players. Um, I've only signed two players so far, 
um, and they were both free and on a lot less money than what their players they replaced were. So I think that's what I'm trying to round it up with. It's I'm trying to focus on the financial side of it, bring the club up. So when I hopefully inevitably get back to the Premier League, we're on a good financial footing, so that we're not in debt. So everything we earn, players we sell, we we can reinvest back in the club. And my main reason to do that is through the youth, develop the players myself to sell on, be a selling club. So if I can try and raise three to six million every year on a couple of players, I'd be happy with that. Will you be gutted if you get close and then all of a sudden you do get a takeover once you're sort of like championship-ish um, and well-established and you, you get in there, you've chopped away, you've got 20 million, maybe 15 left and then someone goes and, and swoops in and buys it? Well, on the um, on the test teams they've done on the beta, um, they did have a couple of takeovers, but they, they didn't clear the debt. The debt was still there. So I'm hopeful if they did, that they, they wouldn't clear the debt. Um, I've had discussions with a few people, especially Tony, that I might edit the debt back in to keep the uh, saved in what I'm doing. So say, I'll keep an eye on it. So after three years, there's 20 million left, takeover, then clear it. I'll put us 20 million back in debt. I'll get the editor because it's sort of, that's what I want to go with the save. I don't want a takeover. I mentioned the YouTube guys earlier. One of them's like, oh, hopefully we'll get a takeover soon. It's, um, it's virtual surf harming, isn't it? Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> most people use the editor to, to make it kind of, easier. Yeah, make it easier. Yeah. You just want to make it harder. Yeah. That's what she said. But no, I am. Like I said, I finished the point outside the playoffs and I'm hoping that with the team I've got and the tactic I'm using, I can get up. It, well, I hope to finish in the playoffs this year because my club vision is to get promoted in the third season. So the club have actually got quite a big ambition to get back into the championship. So it's certainly going to be interesting. I've been follow- following because it's... I fucking hate the Bolton kit. Um, so I'm hoping <laughs> you you sort of get an excuse to replace them pretty quickly. Um, but it's... It is one of those... Like what would should be difficult saves, but you you've done like your approach is one probably the hardest of all the approaches um, because you aren't relying on loans, and it's generally seen as a more of a, a long termist sort of plan because it's it's holistic. It's like <laughs> you are changing the complete approach of of the club. But what is the thing that's driven the success? Is it like a tactical approach? Because I would you know you could argue that because you're relying on the youth development that the players aren't going to be as good as some of the loans that some of the others could bring in. So obviously you are papering over those cracks pretty well with, with something else that you're doing. I, I would say that um, I am going to write up on the tactic, but it's, I think um, we've been quite good at keeping out goals. I've built quite a defensive tactic um, that works on the counter. And um, the whole thing can be behind that. Whereas, um, we didn't, most of our experience was in the midfield and the two centre-backs at the time. So I was thought, if we can keep the goals out, be able to tactic where we didn't let many in. A bit of you mentioned Mourinho, a bit of a part of the bus tactic. And then a lot of our pace and youth is on the wings and up front. So I can adapt that if I can keep myself in. and there are times in the game, like I, someone asked me earlier about playing a game. I'm playing every game on comprehensive on a slower speed to watch the games I'm having to manage each game depending on what's going on. Even if it's just changing the mentality, changing the player role, swapping over a bit based on what they're playing and what I'm seeing in the match engine. And um, I would say if the more hands-on approach on the pitch with the tactics has got me the results. Um, I said I mentioned the YouTube 
one, there was a guy who went 1-0 down, he changed his whole tactic straight away. It was like eight minutes into the game, whereas I'm confident in the tactic that I built that if we go 1-0 down, uh, we we still got time, We can, it's still going to work. A lot of my games, if you look at the blog post, are 1-0 win, 1-0 win, 1-0 win, 2-0 win. So it's, they're all close games. Um, I did find it hard to score goals, which hopefully I've sorted out in the pre-season. We are scoring a little bit more in the second season. So hopefully that will give us the push we need to push up. I don't think we'll go up automatic. I think if we're making the playoffs though in the second season. It does seem that your your attributeless saves probably helped you out more than you've anticipated really if you're watching the matches and you're actually making changes because you did say that that's actually like that is the thing that helped you get through it and because yeah. you had to do that. Yeah. Um so maybe you've it's changed your entire playing style forever. It probably has yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ruined your life, basically. Uh, um, so there's a project going on with SI at the moment uh, called the Byline. We haven't actually given it an air, any airtime, but you're both involved in it. We've had Dom and Tom on it, and I don't think they mentioned it, or maybe they briefly did. But uh, can you explain what it is and what we can perhaps expect from it going forward? Well, should I go first, Dan? You go first, right? <laughs> uh, I, I suppose... There was a period of time where Sports Interactive would distance themselves, I'd say, from, from words. I think there, were, there was a worry as a blog of the, that words were not popular anymore. It was very game, extremely visual. Um, I would say since Dom and Tom got their hands on, you know, that element in the, within SI that, you know, there's a resurgence in, in words being useful to them to sell the, the game, to explain things, be informative. Um, so when they reached out, obviously... Um, I was interested in basically writing a few informative pieces. They can't be war and peace, unfortunately. Um, they, they are tailored very much to um, short, snappy, um, but they they should really be be treated in a way to to help the perhaps the newer player. So probably not as a seasoned professional person like probably all of us here that play FM every year but there might be little nuggets of information even then you could still take from it because like i said earlier we all play fm differently um so that's really the the kind of what it is um from the future um i guess it just is hopefully be more people that would would be willing just to write a short snappy part piece about an element of a save that they're doing or a style that they're doing um you know, I was lucky enough to last month go to the, the Byland event at SI um, where a few select people that had, had previously submitted um, content were invited. And it was really refreshing to see the uh, the statistics that they had on the site and how, how much of a success it has been in terms of page views. Um, because it was kind of like a pilot last year. It was kind of, let's try putting a few blog posts out there and seeing... You know, does it get the traction and, and the hits? And, you know, it is undoubtedly doing that. Um, so they're definitely rolling out into into this year. It's not just obviously the blogging elements from myself and a few others. It's also stuff like the interviews they do with, with professional footballers or people in the game, which is quite good. Um, and I just think it's it's something to, as a blogger, to to get behind and, and celebrate really because, you know, it, it's nice that a game studio is, is doing that. Um, and having community involvement. And then obviously Dan got wind of the fact that there was an SI event. He had written a blog up within hours, obviously. <laughs> jump at the chance. <laughs> um, Dupe, I hope uh, you're taking notes, mate. 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sleep. Uh, and, and I was fortunate to have a weekend away with Dan, away from Dan. Obviously, as a, as a carer, it's very hard to, <laughs> to be here all the time. Obviously, you guys helped me out tonight. Um, but yeah, that was a nice weekend away for me. I'm looking after him on Wednesday as well, just so you know. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Deep. Yikes. Um, but before we finish up, then, as we're we're sort of covering the, the sort of the extracurricular activities. Um, Last week saw the release of the Latte Quarterly. I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that right, and we're not having a a, a Pyres moment. No, having a, la- no, a, a latte, no, a, a latte, a late. Yeah, um, but it's the the new football manager E Magazine. Uh, you wrote a piece in there, and can you give some? Well, you, we're giving you the opportunity to give some advertising airspace uh, for those of the uh, those people that may not have seen it or read it yet. Thank so. you. Yeah, it, again, it's something different. Obviously, for those listeners that have never heard of it. Um, Latte Quarterly is, is is a is an emag that we kind of just put together myself. Um, and my mates Matt, Matt at the FM Adventure, uh, Mike, Michael called in, um, and FM Samo. We just thought we'd you know it's always channeling your your more your words into different places. Obviously, my my blog stuff, my safe stuff goes on my own site. Uh, my short, snappy, informative pieces would go on the byline, um, and then we just thought, okay, there's another style you could have in what is essentially latte quarterly where you could write a more i don't know more personal piece i guess um so just it's just a collection there obviously i i I wrote a tactical piece on that so i I didn't do the personal piece at all (laughs) i wrote a a tactic about inter milan just because i was playing about with them on the on the beta um but that's not just for us four it's it's a case if anyone wants to just submit an article it's just something to celebrate and you know the the clues in the name is it's latte quarterly so it won't be a monthly um e-magazine it will be you know three four times a year um so we are lo- looking for if anyone's got a, a piece that's perhaps more in depth for instance when i write for the, for the byline i'm under very heavy restrictions in the licensing what you can say what you can't say about about players uh, and about leagues um, whereas latte is just kind of a a full remit of what you want to do um so that's pretty much in a nutshell, uh, Latte Quarterly. They didn't need any pictures, so they didn't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. The picture book's a thing for next year. I think I think Dan had, uh, for the listeners, Dan has created his own little niche in the blogging world of, of what we call picture book blog posts, where it's not <laughs> there's more pictures than words, which <laughs> if you can imagine that. Um, Dan gives hope to everybody that they could write a blog one day. Yeah, yeah, he's an inspiration. And pod as well. Like, if, if anyone can do a podcast, like, if Dan can do a podcast, anyone can do it. He's not wrong. Hero. Yeah. <laughs> did wrote two blogs last year, didn't you, mate? I did, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Grammarly. 10% off a discount if you use dupes. A dickhead on, on the code. So one thing, I, actually, I we're just talking about text, and it was just completely random. Uh, there was a bit of Arabic that I'd seen on a page. And uh, when, when I was on Chrome... I was uh, when you sort of uh, try to highlight a bit of text, it actually hi- highlights like the Arabic or Hebrew backwards, as in backwards for us because they obviously read from from right to left, rather than left to right. Bar. So yeah. weird flex, B- boring, boring bollocks. But it was just niche. Thank you, Matt. You're you welcome. You know, you're giving this inspiration to people. <laughs> <laughs> Might go yeah. and read the Quran now and highlight yeah. it all. Well done. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> uh, there is no time for a quiz, so fuck you all. Um, 
Uh, plus, I spent a lot of time writing that quiz. <laughs> I spent so much time. Did writing you actually? That quiz. Did you actually write down the quiz too? I, I did, but it's we got so. Well, do do so the fucking quiz then. I did. I, I was saying because I didn't think you'd prepared one. one I only had one. I had one quiz question just for you guys of how many blog posts I've written. In my oh. Time. oh, that was my only quiz question I had. What was what was the quiz question? Only because I, I tallied it up. How many blog posts have I written since FM ah. sixteen? Did Joe know this? How many have you written, or how many have I read? <laughs> one. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what, actually? I whilst Joe calculates what, this, just just I, on fmgrasshopper.com. Yeah. What I will say, um, Tony, is I actually nearly cried reading your 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 blog post um, about the fact that you know you're so excited you took book the day off ready to play FM and then you had to <laughs> do that and I'm just I'm sat down I'm thinking I feel you man I feel you I literally feel yeah. you I was and- I was. I was welling up, mate. I think for anyone that reads my Twitter, like they, they should really, they should really praise me because I didn't rage. I was really tempted to, but I kept it cool. But I actually booked an annual leave day of work. So I'm only there the year that I have without a wife or kid in front of me. I would have been stewing, um, mate. And I was just doing house chores all day, pretty much. You done your weekly would... chores, though, didn't you? Oh, I did about three weeks in one day. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm going to go with sixty-four. Oh, it's, it's actually 135, which is... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I only tallied it up just in case one of you guys asked me. Um. <laughs> what about you, Dan? How many have you written? <laughs> I don't write any of mine. They're all done by a ghostwriter, so I couldn't really comment. Thanks, <laughs> 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 <Plans> Cleon. <laughs> Rip. Oh? Literally a ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Right, before we cause any more, um, well, disturbances, I guess, going for the joke. No, I was just I stopped. think there's, there's the official invite to the uh, the Christmas podcast oh. quiz. Well, there we is, yeah. We haven't got time tonight, Are so we... you're definitely invited to that. Well, you, they would have been on last year, but uh, yeah. the times would not align appropriately. That was it. Was or was that was that one of the other plans where we're going to have a Who knows? team G and G? We we talk a lot of shit. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, the the gauntlet has been laid down. So, yeah, you are you are officially invited. Uh, so if they don't appear on the Christmas special, well, beef has happened probably one. or something. I will say one thing though: if you do come on the pod, like go and research your Formula One tracks. I did notice that Formula One 2019 Abu Dhabi has been released as a track, and it, it pissed myself a little bit, I, just I, a little bit. But. That's a normal weekday for you. Yeah. Well, no, that's usually the other end. But never mind. We 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 are going on massive tangents. So before we embarrass ourselves, or I just embarrass myself any further, uh, where can we find uh, what you do, uh, Tony and Dan individually? Where well, plug time basically? We, we should plug the podcast because I always make Dan plug the pod that we do, even though people are listening to the pod, which is so ridiculous. But this is the actually time when we need to plug the podcast. Joe says no one ever listens to this bit, so yeah, well, they'll listen today. Well, at least they've given you the hit, though, to be fair, so it's all good. No one listens to our pod, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we are at Grass N Gear on Twitter, and I think once you get to there, you can probably find our SoundCloud and stuff. Um, we do Twitter sometimes. We do send tweets out, don't we, Dan? Yeah, um, sometimes. And we do Friday follows to people that come on the podcast and do well, so we, we like to promote them. Um, personally, for me, you can find me, FM underscore Grasshopper on Twitter. Uh, my website is worldwideweb.fmgrasshopper.com um, you can come and find me there um, Dan over to you um, on Twitter I'm 
at DeanGear86. I don't know what my website address is, but the link is on my bio, I think. <laughs> this is the most professional plug ever. <laughs> Dribblers Anonymous. <laughs> Did you expect anything else, though, to be fair? I don't I'm, I, I don't know to be honest I, th- I figured that you might have like an outro practice that you use like on your pod and would just rinse no. and repeat no we just okay. say bye bye I, honestly at some points I'm a bit too tipsy like I've only had the one cobra <laughs> which is I'm, I'm really I'm really cool now but sometimes it's, it's just it gets to the outro and we're just really done aren't we we can't function it's hard, it's hard, to, it's hard to promote anything um, I, I do love the end. ask people to listen to Grass and Gear, even though they're listening. <laughs> I, I do love the end of the, your podcast because it is like a Sopranos ending. It's just like, it just fades <laughs> to black. Completely <laughs> 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 just goes. <laughs> spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched The Sopranos. Uh, just <laughs> fucked it all. Of spoilers tonight. There has been a lot of spoilers. I was going to go yeah. watch Game of Thrones. I, I didn't. I didn't spoil Game of Thrones. Come on, if you, if you if you don't know that demise, then surely I not mean, living, surely. I have never watched it. Is Bastardo got, actually King Robert's bastard? That's what everyone really wants to yeah, know. Exactly, yeah. Big questions. Right, so that brings <laughs> episode 119 to a close. You can find the links for each of us, the five-star pod, the five-star pod Twitter account and WeStreamFM Discord server in the podcast description or by visiting WeStreamFM.com where you will find all the latest FM20 content and more. You can also find our guests' links in the description as well. Five-star potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms for the new podcast released every Monday. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye. I love you, Mum. If you're listening, sorry.